0: Happy Easter and welcome to the Lydia McGrew channel. This year for Easter, I'm going to do something a little different. I don't believe I've ever ever done this before since I've had the channel. I'm going to be reading several short readings on the significance of Easter, the significance of the resurrection of the body, of Jesus' bodily resurrection, uh, and what that says about our bodily resurrection and the restoration of nature. This is to emphasize the importance of these ideas, and specifically of Jesus' bodily resurrection. That is not in itself an argument that it occurred, of course, but I do a lot of evidential material elsewhere, and so these will just be short recordings on the significance of the doctrine of Jesus' bodily resurrection. Uh, These are meant to be inspirational. They're also meant to be thought-provoking in light of some social media exchanges that I have had, where, to my surprise, I have encountered Christians who have said that it's not really that important. It's not definitional, at least, of Christianity or being or not being a Christian if one uh, does or does not affirm the bodily resurrection of Jesus. Now, I, I think that's Very seriously and significantly wrong. One person on social media said that it doesn't matter if one uh, refuses to affirm or even denies the bodily resurrection of Jesus, as long as one has had uh, a transformative experience with the Logos, uh, whatever that means. So that's definitely fuzzifying the concept of the resurrection. Another person said that if we make it definitional to Christianity that Jesus is Bodily raised, that he arose in a literal body and appeared to his disciples in a literal physical body, were increasingly narrowly defining Christianity to the point that there will be only two people who fulfill that definition. That is um, doubtless meant to be hyperbole, but even as a hyperbole, it's completely wrong-headed. Millions, literally millions of Christians have lived and died in uh, the faith of Christianity over the centuries where that includes as an integral essential part Jesus bodily resurrection. So the first readings I'm going to be doing in this video are going to be from St. Paul and you may not be very surprised at the ones I've chosen but just give some thought to it. Uh, The first will begin in first corinthians 15 beginning at verse 12 and then i'll be uh, breaking off after verse 20 and jumping to verse 51. now if christ be preached that he rose from the dead how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead but if there be no resurrection of the dead then is christ not risen and if christ be not risen then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also, which are fallen asleep in Christ, are perished. If in this life only, We have hope in Christ. We are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. And then verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, forasmuch as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, I know that 1 Corinthians 15 is sometimes misapplied, as if it is describing some sort of spiritual but not physical resurrection. Many have done a good job answering that. I'm going to go to another Pauline passage at this point that is just so important and is is personally very important to me um, in Romans 8, where it talks about the redemption of nature, of physical creation. And I think this passage is very enlightening as to what Paul means back in 1 Corinthians 15 as well and shows the ramifications theologically and for our hope in Christ, As Christians, from Jesus' bodily resurrection, and then uh, the fact that that assures our bodily resurrection and the restoration of all nature. Romans 8, beginning at verse 18, this is from the NASB. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subject to futility, not of its own will, but because of him who subjected it in hope. That the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but also we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope, for why does one also hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. Very important doctrine. I wish you a happy Easter and I will be timing and releasing more readings like this actually during the week here in Easter week. And after that, I will probably be taking a break of producing new content for a couple of weeks, a little spring vacation, a blessed and joyous Easter to you. And if you are not a believer, I wish for you that you will come to know Jesus as your Savior savior, and have this hope within yourself.